Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy. A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio, and your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. Welcome to Groovy Soup, a showcase of the sounds and music of Ohio. I'm your host, Paul Holden, and on today's show, we have a little rock and roll, a little bit of country, and a lot of fun. We learn more about three great artists from Ohio, leading things off with Brenna Lynn's No. No, 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 tell him no, 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 tell him no, 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 tell him no, 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 tell him no, I don't come here off, tell him no, I don't care what your offering does, oh, don't, oh, don't you dare, do you not? Understand no, no, my get back no, no, there. Tell him no. No, 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 no. No, no, tell him no. No, 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 no. No, no, tell him no. I'm not on the market no more yet. I turn heads when I walk in the door. I am not impressed by your looks or your wealth kindly. No, no. Keep your hands to yourself. Tell him no. No, no. No, 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 tell him no, 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 tell him don't touch my waist when you walk past me, you are not entitled to anything and no, I didn't dress up for you, I'm a noun, not a verb, not something you can do, tell him no, 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 tell him no, 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 no. No, no, tell him no. No, 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 no. No, no, tell him no. No, 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 no. No, no, tell him no. Brennan joined me on the phone to discuss that song and more. Listen in. I got a special guest on the phone. I got Brenna Lynn from Brenna Lynn Music here. Uh, we've had her on a couple of times. She's a friend of mine, a former coworker of mine as well, and uh, she's from Ohio, but she's headed to the bright lights of Nashville. And Brenna, how are things? How are things going? How was the move? How was leaving Ohio and all that stuff? Oh, things have been really great. Leaving Ohio is really hard, but I'm excited to um, have a winter that is like a southerner's winter. Everybody loves to complain <laughs> about winter here, and I looked at the average temperatures, and I'm like, I'll be fine for yeah. Ohio. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's always being Ohio and at heart. But um, I've been really, I've been really settling in, moving to my new apartment. Um, I actually will be living with Aubrey Riley, who's also a musician from Ohio, so. An so Athens we'll favorite. Ohio sound. Yeah, yep, you got it. So we're going to um, probably bring some Ohio sounds to Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> so how did that kind of come together? How did you two meet? How did you guys kind of uh, figure things out and make your way to Nashville? Yeah, well, we connected on Instagram after we played a show. Um, we didn't play together, but we um, I opened for her. So she was like, oh, hey, like, let me follow you on Instagram. So my Instagram's at Brennan Music, um, and I'm pretty sure hers is Aubrey Riley Music. Um, and we just kind of connected with each other and stayed in touch and asked each other for advice and whatnot over the years. And um, we saw that uh, both of us were moving to Nashville around the same time and said, hey, let's get together. So we decided to be roommates together. 
So what are you guys up to now? Are you are you doing stuff on top of music, or are you both in Nashville solely to chase that music? Um, a little bit of both. We're both, you know, we gotta pay the bills somehow until until we make it. Um, so a little bit of both. I'm also finishing my master's degree. Um, Aubrey's not here yet. Actually, she moved in um, in September. So right now I've been all alone, but I've kept myself very busy. I've been editing a music video, which is coming out Friday, August 31st, and um, I am really excited about that music video. It was low budget. It was it was very very low budget, um, but it was really fun to make. And it's sassy and sensual, and it's got a very important message about um, consent and how no means no and the power of the word no. So um, if people want are interested in that, you can find it on YouTube or Facebook, and you just search no music video. Um, and then also, I just went to a conference, and so it was really fun to connect with other musicians. Um, it was the CD Baby DIY Musician Conference. And for any musicians, um, you know, it's open to musicians all across the world, and I met people from multiple countries and multiple states and um and of course a lot of people from nashville tennessee and it was a really awesome time i'm totally exhausted from the weekend but i learned so much and made so many new friends that's awesome i mean you got to keep yourself busy especially when you go to these new places and i mean you're in the right spot for music you said you're taking ohio sound into nashville is there a specific ohio sound that you kind of identify with or think there's a sound of ohio that you're trying to incorporate into your music I think so. I think, you know, I think music from Ohio, at least in my experience when I played the Ohio scene, you know, it's very honest, um, especially the acoustic Ohio music. It's very honest. The lyrics run deep. Um, you're not trying to be something that you're not. I, you know, I've met musicians all, from all over, and a lot of times they're trying to sound like something else. They're trying to sound like L.A. They're trying to sound like a certain vibe, and I think with with Ohio, it's, it's honest. I've never met a songwriter from Ohio that didn't have incredibly honest, deep sounds. Yeah, and I've noticed that, too, from the people I've talked to. I mean, um, being going into now doing the show for a little bit, everyone has a story to tell, and especially around this area, everyone kind of has a, a story that uh, resonates, I think, with a, a wider audience. So you, let's go back to the music video. I mean, low budget, sure, I mean, but that's part of what you got to do. What was going through that process like, and what goes into planning and creating a music video? Oh, a lot goes into it, and the process was, was a little was a little interesting. The first thing we kind of had to do was decide we wanted to do it, um, and this song means a lot to me. It's very different than most of my music. No is an acapella song, and it's you know it's it's got a very um, important social message. It's about I wanted to make an acapella on purpose because it's about um, the power of the word no and how you know you shouldn't have to say more than no to make your point clear. And, you know, it really coincides with a lot of the messages in the Me Too movement or in the hashtag no means no. Um, and so I really decided this was a song that really I wanted to capture visually too. So we decided, I sat down with my brother actually, who was pretty good at videoing. So that's why it was low budget. It cost me the trip uh, to take him to Panera to get him to film for me. And then all the supplies we had already, we had a bunch of candles actually for my sister's wedding. And we put candles all over the woods, and we created this, like, candle-lit scene. Um, it was kind of creepy. Um, it was definitely worth the mosquito bites that I got from filming it. <laughs> <laughs> and we um, and we filmed a bunch of different angles, and we created, I basically created the song in real time um, by using my loop pedal. So um, if you don't know what a loop pedal is, it's where you press a button with your foot, 
and it starts recording, and then um, you press another button, and it plays that over and over and loops it. So um, it's all, every noise you hear is made with my mouth or with my hands, um, and it's all built, like, in real time, like, growing as a song. So you see it start from just one sound to um, a whole crescendo of sounds. Um, and then the next thing we had to do was actually film it, um, which, like I said, involved a lot of mosquito bites. Luckily, neither of us got poison ivy from it, though. <laughs> we were out in the woods. Um, and, then, um, and then editing it is the longest process. Um, and like I said, I've been working on that, and I just finished it. So I'm really excited to share it with the world, hopefully soon. More with Brenna Lynn on the way next, here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back. Here's another one by Brenna Lynn, Bigger Than You. Another bombshell from your hand Hit the ground in my land I cover my head From all the hate that you spread Wipe the tears on my shirt And it's so hard because I'm hurt But I say, I say that it's okay Cause I'm okay and at the end Oh, at the end of the day I'm so much bigger than you And I do what you can never do And I see what you can never see Cause you are smaller than me You know good people, they don't treat Like that You got your blade on my neck Today you write my paycheck But in one short year I'll be gone out of here And you must notice that I'm tall That must be why you try to make me feel small But in this place you will stay When I'm gone far away And at the end, oh at the end I'm so much bigger than you And I do what you can never do And I see what you can never see Cause you are smaller than me You know good people They don't treat other people Like that interview with Brenna Lynn continues now. What advice do you have for people who are going to make the leap to going um, from 
you know, they might be in their hometown or something like that. And then they want to leap into a bigger market like Nashville. Like you said, you want to go do the open mics and stuff, but there is still such a scene and stuff there. It, it is, it's one thing going to Nashville. It's another thing breaking through at Nashville. So what type of, uh, type of advice do you have for um, people going through something like that? So um, I think there's a lot of things that you can do, but one of the biggest things is waiting. Um, and, I want you, you know, at the same time, you have to make that leap before you feel 100% ready. But I'm really gr- glad that I waited because I originally was planning to move a year before I did. Um, and I was in grad school. I decided to wait um, because of financial reasons. And because of that, I was able to record my album before I got here. Because of that, I now have something I have in hand that I'll be able to sell at my shows I already have a presence on Spotify. I already have tracks on iTunes. So doing that that groundwork before I got here was really important. Even if all you do is record a single before you leave, that's a really great move because you have something that you can direct people towards. You also have something that you can show you've already gotten your toes wet in the music industry. Make sure you already, you know, make your presence and make your splash on YouTube. Make sure that you already have your um, band Facebook page set up. You know, set yourself up with things that you can do that you can do anywhere in the world before you go and jump into um, a market in, like, Nashville or Austin, Texas, or um, Los Angeles because those markets are so flooded. So it's, you know, if you show up and you don't really, you haven't really done any work that you can do from afar, it, it makes you at a disadvantage. So if anybody's thinking about making that move, by all means, go for it, but make sure you do what you can now. You're not going to move and suddenly have a million hours of time. Instead, put in the time and groundwork um, from home that you can do from anywhere in the world. What's the? What would you say when you're creating that portfolio for yourself? I, I feel like uh, and when I think about it, YouTube might be the best way to start and then go to Spotify, YouTube, or SoundCloud because you don't have as many type of restrictions, I think. What what would you say is the best way to start building that portfolio? Honestly, just just start. I, I made my YouTube account probably three years ago, but I didn't post anything for probably maybe a year or two. And even then, I didn't post consistently. One of the best things to do is just start. Just make your account. Um, and then start uploading videos and try to do it regularly. Because in the beginning, I really didn't have hardly any subscribers. But now that I've got a more regular um, content posting schedule, um, even if it's just a vlog about what's going on in the music world this week, or I actually just did a blog about um, a pretty dramatic, hilarious story of finding spiders in my mailbox. And um, no, it wasn't exactly musical, but it was it was what was going on in my life, and I just wanted to share that with people. And now that I've done a more consistent schedule between um, doing covers, um, posting originals, um, doing lyric videos of my own songs and doing some vlogs and some tips for other musicians. I've done some resources for independent musicians, um, tips, videos. And now that I've done that, I've seen um, a huge increase in subscribers and it's, it's relatively regular. So hopefully as I become more consistent, it'll help. So if you want to start, you know, just do it. Just make the jump, start, make a YouTube video or a YouTube channel and start uploading videos. Try to shoot for once a week or maybe once every two weeks. 
Well, awesome, Brenna. Thank you so much again for joining us. Brenna Lynn here is joining us from Brenna Lynn Music. Check her out on Facebook, Spotify, the whole nine yards. Brenna, we're going to wrap things up here. Thank you again so much for joining us. Any last words for those out, those musicians out there working on their craft? Because that's one of the things I like about you. You're going through this, but you're also teaching people about going through the process. I think that's one of the cool things that you do, uh, that you've done, at least in the time that I've known you. Thank you so much. And hey, thank you so much for having me on the show. It was really fun to be here. And I always love talking to people, especially you. Um, (laughs) But what I was going to say was, if there's one piece of advice, I I have to cheat, I have to give two pieces of advice. Um, Number one, you know, as a musician, and as a person, you should always be your most authentic self. You know, when I was making the video of me um, (laughs) finding spiders in my mailbox, like, that's a really ridiculous video. Like, I'm yelling, I'm laughing, like, things are, things are really funny. I've had a lot of people share it. Um, and they liked that video because I wasn't censoring myself. I wasn't saying, hi, I'm Brenna, and I'm only a musician. I was saying, here's who I am, you know, and I saw 10 new subscribers because of that, even though it wasn't my usual content that people like when they know who you are. I think um, one of the first stories I heard when I moved to Nashville was the story of Dolly Parton getting her record deal. She got her record deal because she crashed her car into the studio on accident. And she told them, this is my first big hit in Nashville. <laughs> and, um, you know, you go, I wouldn't advise you crash your car into things. But the reason she got that deal was because she was being herself. She wasn't, she wasn't faking anything. And I think that's one of the best things you can do. Your greatest asset is what makes you unique and what makes you you. Um, and then my other piece of advice as a musician is remember that you are in, you're not in the music business. Everybody's going to say you're in the music business, you're in the music business. And yes, there are things you have to do. You have to, you know, it's, it's a hard jump to go from art to business and kind of try to merge those together. And I disagree. I think you're in the emotion business. Um, you know, when you're a musician, if, at least if you're like me or like Aubrey, you know, you really reach those, those emotional places and, you know, that's what you've got to do. That's what you've got to keep in mind, that your job is to connect with people on an emotional level. Level, Yes, you're entertainment, but more than that, you're an emotional outlet for them, an emotional connection. So I think if there's two things you can keep in mind as a musician, above all else, be yourself and um, don't be afraid to, be, to, to reach those hard-to-reach, authentic, emotional places. I think that's wonderful advice, especially for not only just musicians, but, you know, young adults and people kind of growing up as well. Brenna, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck to you in Nashville. Brenna Lynn with two N's there, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, the whole nine yards. Our show continues with a self-made garage band on the way next. Groovy Soup on Power 105. Trainwreck is a group of friends who work hard but rock even harder. Here's one of their tunes, Second Chance.
Jim Stokes of the band Trainwreck made a little road trip down to visit us in the studio and talk about the band. I have a very special guest here today. We were going to have the rest of the band, but some stuff came up. But we're super excited to have Jim Stokes here today, and uh, he is from the band Trainwreck. And you had to make quite a little bit of a journey down here today, so we appreciate you coming in. So give us the background behind Trainwreck. Where are you guys from, and uh, where are you guys... Uh, Let's just start with where you're from. We'll go from there and we'll, uh, we'll work our way up. Okay. Well, I'm from Delaware and uh, the drummer and bass player from Columbus. Um, Two-hour hike, not a big deal. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we got together uh, quite a few years ago and uh, started a cover band. And, uh, of course, that didn't work out. Played a few few places out and uh, it just didn't work out. So me and the bass player and the drummer started doing our own thing and just started jamming. And what started out as a cover band started out as doing original stuff and uh, we tried to find a lead singer another lead guitar player went through a couple of them it's like didn't work out so i started writing my own stuff and and we just started jamming that stuff and that's kind of the way it's been going for the last five ten years so you got uh, in the email you uh, sent out to me it was all about the garage band rock sessions what can you tell us about what's that what's that kind of like and how is it different from when you first started? Because I've asked this a lot about people who've been playing music. Um, what's it like now? Because you can kind of use the garage as kind of a recording studio in a way. You right. know, it's not always you know you're not going to get the same quality. But with today's technology and access, the garage could be your recording studio. Well, actually, the garage is our recording studio. So I bought a Presonus um, recording thing and. Uh, and then we sent it off to get mixed and, and mastered and all that, and, and that's pretty much how we're doing it. And we got like another six or eight in the works. So awesome. Well, let's go through a little bit about some of your songs. Train wreck. We're uh, with Jim Stokes here from uh, Delaware. The uh, did you write all the songs you guys have yeah. out now? And yes. uh, do you have any personal favorites or ones that kind of stick out or that are more important to you as a musician? Well, yeah, um, they get deeper as they go. Um, the two I sent you, the second one um, is really deep, and I just try to write from the heart. And uh, I just wrote a song called "The Bottle," and uh, that that's going to be the next one we record. And it's that's really. When you've gone through so many phases of a band and band members, what do you kind of look for when you're trying when you come together? And what have you found in the in the in the group train wreck that you have now? Well, you can usually, I mean, us for us, we've been playing so long that we can tell right off the bat whether we're gonna mesh with a new guy or whatever that's why it's been a three-piece band for so long because nobody's we've had people come over and it's fun but it just it it kind of destroys what we are going for Mm -hmm. and we just we keep it a three-piece now and we're not even looking so right yeah just keep keeping it together see what works and we're gonna throw it out there and i really appreciate you having me here and playing our songs on the radio because this is what i've been working for for so long well hey we're we're happy to have you i mean it's you know there's so much music in you know the state i mean when i came here i was just kind of blown away at how much music there really is here what is the local music scene like where you guys usually play you said you've gotten out there a few times we've been out there a few times yeah but mainly uh we we mainly just do parties and everything because we play i mean we work 50 hours a week right and the drummer works third shift so it kind of limits our ability to play out Thursday, Friday night. So Saturday night's the only time we get to play, and that's usually when we just go into the garage and jam and try to come up with something and record something. So what do you? What's your hopes for Trainwreck? If if you know, even if 
you you got your big goals. I'm sure you'd love to, you know, make it big somehow or something like that. But what are you what are you hoping for at least right now? I would like just to get our music out there mm-hmm. for for now. And um, right now, at the stage we're at, we could probably open up for somebody with a solid set. Um, we couldn't do a whole show, which we have, but I mean to be solid, right? Because <clears throat> um, some of my stuff doesn't have words to it yet, and it's all in the works. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to get our stuff out there for now, and I mean, I, I have no long-term goals because I'm realistic. Mm-hmm. There's so much music out there, and, and and it's all over the place, right? You know, I know that it probably won't go nowhere but if i can get it out on the radio and see what happens i'm going for it yeah i mean you might with why not like why not exactly. go for it is there is so much out there yeah. but then that still means that you can put yours out there and it could resonate with someone and you know because with i i don't play music but with the, the show i host on the radio if it if one person has a, a little bit better of a morning because i because i exactly. had a good show yep. then that makes it totally yep. worth it and i feel like it's the same it's like if your song connects with just one or one person you know i yep. feel like that makes it all worth it yeah when it's we just when we play out parties and stuff and people like it that's that's a high you can't get from anything else i mean when people were hooping and hollering and and saying good job did you write that and, right you know all that stuff that's that right there is the passion more with jim stokes and train wreck on the way next Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. Here's train wrecks before your eyes.
with Jim Stokes of Trainwreck right now. Yeah, and, it, and it's there. I feel like there is that when you're on on something like a stage or you're performing live in front of people. That you know, and you get that reception from the crowd. You're right. Yeah. It's just you can't. You that's can't a high. You can't. Yeah, yeah, that's a high. You can't. Yeah, can't you couldn't it. replicate it with anything. We're talking with Jim Stokes here from Trainwreck again. Uh, we're thinking about uh, his band member as well as he's got some stuff going on 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 his end. And but again, we appreciate you making the drive all the way down here to join us here on uh, Groovy Soup. <laughs> this is kind of a random question I had here. With being a garage band, you ever have any uh, neighbor stories, or are they either positive or negative? No, I haven't, actually. <laughs> I thought we would. Because <laughs> I'm sure it gets pretty loud in there. It does, but we usually quit about 10 o'clock, so mm-hmm. we usually go from like 6 to 10, 6 to 10.30, somewhere around there. So, And it's not, I mean, we're not blowing up the neighbor's house. So. Right, yeah. I mean, it, I've always just like got the cartoon style where it's just like bumping right well, next door. Well, I, I, took, I took our whole garage, and I built half of it into a studio so oh there you go yeah it's, what was it's not just open garage mm-hmm. i built walls and drywall and what was that on. like i mean that's i mean that's no oh, on top it. of all that stuff is, is that what you all is that what you do for yeah i'm a carpenter oh, okay yeah, carpenter finished Car- carpenter cool i mean and that must be kind of cool that it's when you guys go in there it's like you built that yeah. studio and it, it's kind of your thing does that add to the experience for you of it actually i was worried about it when we first got in there after i first built it and uh once we got in there, started jamming. It's like, damn, this thing has a pretty good sound. Right. I, I, I got carpet on the walls and, and ceiling, and it just it, it works. How did you? I mean, is there anything special you kind of had to do to get the the sound to it sound right? Just the right. Well, I didn't know how it was going to sound. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just built the walls and put drywall up and insulated it, and hope for the best. And hope for the best. Hope. That's... I, I, that did concern me about the neighbors, but we've been doing it for. About a, probably a couple years, three years over there, so mm-hmm. nobody said anything. So. Hey, there you go. I mean, maybe they, they could be liking it the whole yeah. time. You know, they're getting yeah. the, the, the sneak peek as, uh, <laughs> as they're, uh, you know, tuning in to like that. So what are you guys kind of up to right now? You've been, you guys have been playing together for a while. You got those the few songs. Just as soon as you guys get a song, you just get that song done and then trying to put it all together into something? Yeah, or? we got, um, I think we're up to maybe 13. Like I said, some of them don't have any words yet, and I'm working on that. But as soon as I get like three or maybe four, we'll send them off because I cannot figure out that recording program. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just too many too many buttons and switches for me. I can get to record on it. Right, yeah. So that's what we're going to do. So I mean, it's not a bad idea, too. And I feel like sometimes when you reach out to those people, you can kind of get that outside perspective to right. give you some feedback on it and stuff like that. The kind of They don't have that the friends and family kind of mm-hmm. worry of maybe being like, Oh yeah, you know, because yeah. obviously you need a little you need a little criticism to. Make oh, I get that plenty from the bass player. <laughs> 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 when you guys got something together, how do you know that that's kind of the sound that you're going for? Like when you kind of going back to my original question of like putting the lyrics first. When you have those lyrics, do you are like this is a slower song? I want to go with that. Is it? What kind of goes into that process, and you know, how many kind of tunes do you have to go through before you're like, that's the sound for this song that I want? We'll play it a few times. I mean, I know what I want in my head, and then the drummer will come up with what he wants, and then we'll just we'll get it together. Bass player adds it. It's all a band decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then it, it seems to work. I mean, there's no really, I don't like it like this, or I don't like it like that. It just, we seem to all agree mm-hmm. on how it goes, so... Yeah, I mean that's got to be. I mean that's that's and nice. that's huge. Yeah, you got to have that kind of like you all have to believe in what you're putting out. Right. I feel like because that adds to just the passion of the music and right. it goes into the recording. If you're kind of like, eh, I'm not too sold on this. Right. You know, I'm not going to go as full bore as I might might be able to. So that's that's why that's why we're real hesitant 
of getting anybody else in the band right. because it works well for us now. Mm-hmm. And the singing stuff was not part of the gig for me. Mm-hmm. I just started writing stuff, started singing stuff, and it just happened because we couldn't find anybody that wants to do original stuff. Right. And I so I said, screw it, I'm going to sing. Yeah. And I mean... What's that been like for you? I mean, going through... That's been a challenge. I feel like singing, you know, playing an instrument in front of people, you know, you kind of have the buffer of it's the instrument, but when you you go out to sing a song, I mean, you're the instrument kind of... Well, it kind of of changed my songwriting because I have to sing what I can play. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't come up with, you know, a hundred licks and still sing. Yeah. So I got to kind of scale back on that, but it's still, it's, it's a blast. I mean, I do like it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody likes my singing, but <laughs> hey, yeah, but I mean, you're still up there and going after it. I just have, try to keep this train record rolling. Hey, there you go. There you go. That's what I like. I, I like that. Is that kind of maybe a motto or something? That, that's mine. <laughs> it's pretty difficult for me. Yeah. Let's, uh, we'll, uh, wrap things up here and uh with with jim again thank you so much for coming all the way down here and um for joining us you can uh, catch thunder uh the train wreck there and um i was thunder on the mind (laughs) i was was thinking but train wreck um what was that youtube channel you said you can check the songs out Uh, splinter stokes splinter stokes and um of course if you want to catch the song the um this episode again this will be online so you can this will be uh you can rewind it catch our interview all that cool stuff here on groovy soup but uh jim thank you so much for your time Groovy Soup rolls on with Matt Matheny on the way next. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Here's Matt Matheny's new track, Should Have Stayed Home.
Matheny joined me over the phone to tell me about taking on Nashville and more. Listen in. We're joined with by Matt Matheny, a solo artist and of the band Matheny, an Ohio local band. Matt, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your band. Well, my name is Matt Matheny. I'm from southeastern Ohio originally, from Meigs County. Grew up just the outskirts of Rutland. and We're just playing music and having a good time. You've uh, been able to open for some pretty amazing uh, artists, some nationally ranked people. You've played at the Nashville Country Music Award Festival. What was that like for you, and uh, what was it kind of like stepping into the the bright lights of Nashville? That was amazing. That really a dream come true. Like you know, I hear everybody talk all the time. Like I want to go. To, I'm going to Nashville. I'm going to Nashville. And you actually go to Nashville, and you're like, wow, this is this is it. Like I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> It, and and to get to open up for some of these awesome people that we have, like Luke Holmes and Chris Jansen and Kane Brown and people like that, is just really mind blowing. You kind of don't think about it; you just go with it and and hope something happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's starting kind of starting to happen for you guys. You've you said that uh, you've had some success being on uh, local stations and uh, on internet radio, even with one debuting very high on the charts and setting a record. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, our new song should have stayed home. It just released there like a month ago, maybe two. It came out. It debuted number fifteen on the the country three three hundred five on the internet radio station. And hopefully it just keeps climbing. And I know it's number 21 on the most requested right now. So Can't hopefully that one does keeps doing good. And somebody hears it out there that's wanting to hear it and gets us where we need to be. <laughs> where are you kind of hoping to be? Is there uh, a hope that you'll, you know, are you trying to just strike it big or are you just hanging out, you're just playing music with your friend, or with your band or on your own and just hoping for the best? I really, we just, we're just having a good time. And if, if something happens, I mean, to me, I, I tell them, my band members, I say, you know, we're, we're here to have fun, and that's what we're going to do. If it ain't fun, we ain't going to do it. And, and I tell you, every time we get out there to go somewhere and play, we just have a blast. And, you know, if, if, if the right person's there to hear us and, wants to give us a bunch of money to do what we love to do, we're we're more than welcome to do it. I mean, otherwise, we're just, we'll just keep on having a good time and entertaining people. Right, absolutely. So you do performances both solo and with the band. What what kind of goes into pre- uh, preparing for the different types of shows there? When I started off, I, I, I 
you know, all solo. And it's, I got real used to that. And then, you know, I got my band and we've played hundreds of shows. And just last week I, I played my first solo show at the French art colony in Galpliff. That's the first time I've played without my band for a year or more. And it was, it was so awkward because I'm so used to my band and being there. And I was like, man, this is just me. And it was really come back around to, Hey, this is where you started. And it was, it was really nerve wracking at first, but you know, after the first song, it was just a great time. And I remembered how, how fun it was doing that. Do you kind of hope to stay with the band or stay solo? Or is that you're, like you said, you just, as long as it's fun, you're going to keep doing it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I love, there's nothing better than getting on the stage with, with my band and playing and turning around and seeing them guys just grinning and having a good time and doing what they love. And I'm very lucky to have them be a part of what, what I'm doing. And, you know, if it wasn't for them, I'd still be a, a guy with a guitar, you know, playing around. You uh, had a cool. I liked the story you were telling me about how you kind of formed your band and and your guys' first performance as a band. Can you kind of tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. I I, I first started. I I would go to Court Street Bar and Grill in Pomeroy. They have open mic every Tuesday, and I would go in there and play and play. And then I got offered to be a part of Peck Fest and open up for Chris Jansen and Kane Brown. And, you know, of course, yeah, I'll do it. And I realized, hey, I need a band. So I, you know, I went to Open Mic on Tuesday, and I just picked out guys that I enjoyed watching and and thought that had good talent. And I said, hey, you guys want to join me and, you know, become a band? I got to open up for these national artists. And, of course, of course they said, yeah. And... <laughs> We just been at it ever since, and and the f- the first time we we all played together as a band was on that stage. That's the first time we ever was all together as one whole group, and and we we did a heck of a job. Yeah, I mean that's we're, amazing. We're just still doing it. More with Matt Matheny next. This is Groovy Soup on Power One Hundred Five. Soup on Power 105. Our last song of the night, here's Matt Matheny with Drunk on Memories. It's just me in this bar. There's not a soul around. The sad I've seen your face I keep a picture of you on my wall To remind me of those days Bartender, go on home I got my friends with me And tonight we're getting drunk on memories 
Our interview with Matheny continues now. Yeah, I mean, it, that's just such a cool thing. And it, like we said, it's got to be such a confidence kind of booster that um, you were able to pull something like that off. I mean, no easy yeah. task opening for a national artist, but for it to be your first performance together yeah. as a group. You, you kind of seem like the definition of a guy that likes to go with the flow up there on the stage. What goes into kind of your set list and your performance? How do you pre- uh, prepare? And you were telling me earlier that uh, you kind of read the crowd and you got a couple of tricks up your sleeve. Yeah, like, you just we always have a set list that we we go by. But and when you're playing, you're playing a, a crowd. You know, you look out and see if if it's a bunch of uh, younger people. You want to play upbeat. You know, good, good country, and then if you have like a more laid back crowd, maybe play some sad songs or some dancing songs. Like we always play uh, Kentucky Headhunters, "Walk Softly." People love that song, mm-hmm. and they get up there and dance. And once they get up there and dance, they they kind of cut loose, and then they they realize, hey, we're having a good time, and and by them having a good time makes us have a good time. And then, you know, it just gets better and better every time. So what kind of goes into your songwriting process? What was it about country or country rock that kind of spoke to you that made you decide that that's the style of music you want to go for? Well, growing up, my dad, he always played country. And and I've, I've always liked country. And to me, it's just natural and easy. And I just, it just comes natural to me, I guess. I just sit down and we just should have stayed home. It's a real upbeat, fun song, and I, I had a, I'll hear an idea or hear a, a, a catchphrase or something, and it'll stick in my head, and then I'll just write a song around it, and I'm, I'm writing one that now, 
that'll be on the new album. It's it's a really sad, depressing country song. <laughs> it's about a guy and a girl getting in a fight and him drinking. It's called uh, "What Am I Going to Do When the Whiskey's Gone?" So are you. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's going to be a good one. I, uh, I just the first song I wrote was just for for my buddies who passed away and and I I kind of changed it not for just my buddies but for anybody that's had anybody pass away and they got pictures on the wall that they look at and they they get drunk on memories mm-hmm. by looking at them and and that's what I named the song was drunk on memories and that was the first song I wrote that that got me going to where I'm at today that got me to go play Nashville CMA Fest and all that stuff and I usually I usually end the end the set with that song. I mean, it's a sad sad song but but that you know, that's what got me started and I can't thank the people and fans enough for getting it where it is today and I always end the show tributing that song to my buddies that ain't here anymore and mm-hmm. I know they're looking down, smiling, singing right along. Hey, well, that's uh, and that's um, awesome. I mean, and that just speaks volumes to the power of music and, and and just how life experiences really shape what you write about and perform about. But you know, kind of spe- on a on a more uplifting note, how has your music and your perception of uh, going into songwriting and stuff changed after you recently became uh, a father of uh, of twins? Oh, it, it's more difficult because every time I pick up the the guitar they want to beat on the side of it <laughs> <laughs> it takes a little longer to write songs now but one of these days i'm, I'm going to uh, write a song about my girls and it's just waiting on that perfect perfect like i said catchphrase or something that that it pops in my head that that i can go by and start writing i think that'd be a really cool idea yeah write a song about my girls well, especially with the story about them too, with them being survivors and fighters right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, they were three months early and spent three months in the hospital and weighed two pounds. Now they're twenty pound little monsters. <laughs> <laughs> they're healthy now. Well, and that's wonderful to hear, and we're and we're so happy to hear that here. We uh, got Matt Matheny here on the line with us, uh, sticking with me for a long time here. Matt, we'll wrap things up here uh, so we can get you back to your Sunday. Um, where can the people find you? What's coming up? Um, any last things you want to shout outs to the audience there? Uh, we, I don't have a whole bunch of shows right now. I'm, I'm in the whole recording process, but you can, you can get on Facebook and look us up at Matt Matheny or Matheny music. And we usually keep, keep posted, uh, where we're going to be or where I'm going to be. And, I think next week I get to go to Pigeon Forge in Tennessee and play at the the Josie Awards, the after party thing for that down there, which is going to be really really neat. And, uh, I can't I just can't thank the people enough who who listen and and buy our stuff off iTunes and Spotify and Google and all that stuff and the T-shirts and there's nothing better than going somewhere and. Seeing your face on a T-shirt somewhere, you're like, wow, wow, 
That's cool. <laughs> yeah, actually, and you know, one more thing before we wrap things up. You had a cool story about some local people in Nashville when you were down there, and you were saying it's face on the T-shirt, but then seeing a familiar face like that. What was it like seeing a bunch of Ohioans down there in Nashville? Oh, man, I, I, I was back in 2016. is the first time I played the, the CMA Fest down there. And I came out on the stage here to play, and, and I looked, and I was like, well, I know every one of these people. And, and the whole bar was full of Meigs County people. And, and, and it was really made me proud. Like, wow, you know, these people, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they came down to see Jason Aldean and all them. But, well, you know, they, at that point in time, they was in the bar to see me. And, man, I, it, it really meant a lot to me. And it, it's something that I'll remember for my entire life. Yeah, very cool. And, Matt, an awesome story from you. And, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us and for, for sticking with me there after our little tech hiccup there. Oh, I will let you go. Problem. And, uh, again, uh, the band Matheny, check them out on iTunes. You can check them out online. Matt, again, thank you so much for your time. That's going to do it for another Groovy Soup. Special thanks to Brenna Lynn, Jim Stokes of Trainwreck, and Matt Matheny for joining me this week. Check out WXTQ.com slash Groovy Soup for more information on the artists. And if your band is interested in being part of the show, shoot me an email at pholden, P-H-O-L-D-E-N, at WXTQ.com. And see you next week for more Groovy Soup.